Blog Talk Radio. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. Say what? The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. It's rising, rising, rising. The Phoenix is rising, 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 rising. The Phoenix is rising, rising, rising. The Phoenix is rising, is rising, rising, rising. Welcome to our show today. After being beat down, censored, silenced, and betrayed, the voice of freedom still speaks out. And we are here to bring you the truth on word of compassionate reflections, where we reflect on the current events of the day, not only from the progressive point of view, but from the humanitarian point of view. You know, in our society, every time someone talks about being human, and being kind and loving. They're quickly called a socialist or a communist, but we stop talking about it. Same thing happens to countries. They've been ruled by dictators for a long time, and the dictators are overthrown, and people begin to share the money from the natural resources instead of giving it to countries and corporations far away. They're called communists and overthrown. On warrior of compassion, reflection, we reflect on this dilemma and the twisting of words and phrases that thwart real democracy. And we try to find ways to break through those things. I'd like to welcome you once again. doing well during these times when we're struggling with COVID, also struggling with possible wars and war monitoring, and with news from various sources who have their own agenda and who don't want us to know the truth. It's funny, I'm reading on a thing called Progressive Hub. It talks about what's going on right now in Crimea. 
and it's annexation. It's basically saying that the mainstream media is lying to us about what's happening in Crimea. I'm going to read just a little bit of it to you, and you can make your own decisions up. It says, a key tool for the desire for the West wanting to invest friendly, wanting investor-friendly policies in Ukraine. A key tool for this has been the International Monetary Fund, which leveraged aid loans to push governments to adopt policies friendly to foreign investors. The IMF is funded by and represents Western financial capital and governments and has been at the forefront of efforts to reshape economies around the world for decades, often with disastrous results. The civil war in Yemen and the coup in Bolivia both followed a rejection of IMF terms. The backdrop of the 2014 coup and annexation cannot be understood without looking at the U.S. strategy to open Ukrainian markets. And there we go again. Ukrainian markets. To open it to foreign investors and to give control of its economy to giant multinational corporations. In Ukraine, the IMF had long planned to implement a series of economic reforms to make the country more attractive to investors. These included cutting wage controls or lowering wages, reforming and reducing health and educational sectors, which made up the bulk of unemployment in Ukraine, and cutting natural gas subsidies to Ukrainian citizens that made energy affordable to the general public. Coup plotters like U.S. Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland repeatedly stressed the need for the Ukrainian government to enact the necessary reforms. So in 2013, after early steps to integrate with the West, Ukrainian President Viktor Yanukovych turned against these changes and ended the trade integration talks with the European Union. Months before his overthrow, he restarted economic negotiations with Russia in a major snub of the Western economic sphere. By then, the nationalist protests were heating up that would go on to topple his government. After 2014, the coup, the new government quickly restarted the EU deal after cutting heating subsidies in half. It secured $27 billion in commitment from the IMF. The IMF's goals still include reducing the role of the state and vested interests in the economy in order to attract more foreign capital. The IMF is one of the many global institutions whose role in maintaining global inequity often goes unreported and unnoticed by the general public. The U.S. economic quest to open global markets to capital is a key driver of international affairs, but if the press chooses to ignore it, the public debate is incomplete and shallow. And so we are finding 
that we once again, along with the EU, have caused all of this trouble, all of this violence, and all the fighting in the Ukraine like we did in Libya, like we did in Syria, like we did in Iraq and Afghanistan, all due to money. It goes farther on. I'm going to skip down a little bit. It says, as political turmoil engulfed the country in the lead up to 2014, the coup, the U.S. was fueling anti-government sentiment through mechanisms like USAID and the National Endowment for Democracy, just as they had done in 2004. In December 2013, Newland, Assistant Secretary of State for European Affairs, and a long-time regime change advocate that the U.S. government had spent, listen to this, $5 billion promoting democracy in Ukraine since 1991. The money went towards supporting senior officials in the Ukrainian government that was members of the business community as well as opposition civil society who agreed with U.S. goals. That should be enough for us to hear when we're thinking about what happened there and what happened in Bolivia, what happened in many parts of South America and Brazil and all of those places, Ecuador, where the liberal governments got overthrown, Venezuela, where the democratic, the elected individuals got thrown out only because they wanted to take care of their people, only because they wanted to have health care, only because they wanted public transportation, only because they wanted a share of the resources that they were taking out of the ground that were being sold by large corporations, making a fortune while their countries were poor and destitute. So on February 6th, 2014, according to this article, as the anti-government protests were intensifying, an anonymous party, assumed by many to be Russia, leaked a call between the Assistant Secretary of State Newland and the U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Jeffrey Payette. The two officials discussed which opposition officials would staff a prospective new government agreeing that Arseny Yasenyakov, Newland referred to him by the nickname Yats, should be in charge. It was also agreed that someone high profile be brought in to push things along. And that high profile person, Joe Biden. It says Washington Use Nazis to help overthrow the government. The Washington-backed opposition at top of the government was fueled by far-right and openly Nazi elements, like the right sector. One far-right group that grew out of the protest was Azov Battalion, a paramilitary militia of neo-Nazi extremists. Their leaders make up the vanguard of the anti 
Yanukovych protests, and even spoke at opposition events in the maiden alongside U.S. regime change advocates like McCain and Newland. So this is basically what I'm saying is that we use extremists, violent people, and Nazis to overthrow part of a, co- a government in order to make it friendly to our corporations. And then the whole Russian part of the country, like Crimea, whose relatives had been slaughtered by the millions during World War II by Nazis, decided they did not want to be part of a country run by Nazis. And so the Russians came in in order to protect that whole side of the country that were mostly culturally Russian and Russian-speaking, that country that actually used to be a part of Russia. But we don't hear that on the news. We never hear the truth. They just keep repeating the same old empty things to us over and over again and get us all frightened or all whipped up so that we're willing to do anything that we can in order to save the people who we think are being abused. Truth is, people are being abused, but the abuse is not coming from the Russians. It is coming from the neoliberals and the neoconservatives. It's coming from the European Union and the United States. for joining us for this broadcast. If you want to learn more about us, please visit the post below the text there and hit some of our links in order to find out more about our viewpoint and more importantly to find out that we are actually not only talking about social justice, but we are working in order to heal the world on the individual level as well as the corporate level. See how you have the power to heal yourself, to work with your community, to make this world a better place. As a result of us doing this, we have been censored in many ways that really come down on us when it comes to building our ability to make money and to make a living. That's why I haven't been here so long doing a broadcast, but we are still here. Check us out. Check out our website. Perhaps you would like to go to a link called GoFundMe where you can leave a little bit of 
a donation for any kind of poor treatment and life coaching and all kinds of broadcasts for people who need help. We need to know that this country is a place for them. Go join minds.com and you can find a class that we're doing called the Warrior of Compassion class that teaches you how to develop your own spiritual wellness, personal growth, and level of mind, body, and spirit. And now let us go back to the show after a brief musical interview. So here we are still working in order to promote healing more than anything else in society on all levels. We're always happy to be here. It's a struggle sometimes. We'll be putting up these video shows every so often so you might hear not as regularly as before when one has to have three or four hats on and do four or five little itty-bitty jobs and make a living, it's almost impossible to be able to do other things like these radio shows and YouTube videos and all different types of things. So we're going to start narrowing down. And if the opportunity comes to leave this country, I'll be on the first plane out. Because, you see, most people are not unfortunate enough to really learn the depth that some of the people in this country will go to to hold on to power and to oppress people for many reasons because of race, gender, sexual orientation, ethnicity, the many other things. that they label people. But it's all about the economy. It's all about cash. It's all about money. And if one is doing some type of news broadcast or social justice effort and it becomes effective, people start to listen and they talk about the true root of the problem. First comes the persecution. Then they are forced to shut down. And if they talk too much after that, no telling what happens to them. 
I have had some persecution. I haven't been forced to shut down yet. I'm not even going to get to the third phase, mainly because there are a lot of people all over this country saying the same things that I'm saying. So I'm starting to feel that my voice isn't really necessary anymore. It's time for me to relax. Time for me to learn to play shuffleboard. Time for me to begin to dance and enjoy life. And it's time for all of us to do that. Our major protest can be being alive fully and completely and daring to tear down the walls that separate us from each other. We will come to know each other and share each other's hopes and dreams and make the world that we want to see, make the country that we want. And I don't mean a country based on hatred of people of color or white people or brown people or indigenous people or people who are the wrong religion. I mean one that is based on the opposite, on sharing, on giving, on love. That's what we are about as we offer free classes, as we offer life coaching sessions on Groupon for a very discount price, as we offer body work, Reiki, and healing. That's what we're all about. And I think that's what everyone in this country needs to be about. As I read these reports like the one that I read to you, I'm not really surprised because I've heard all of this before. I've read it before in some progressive news media and I've seen it on videos that were progressive on YouTube but this was the place, the first place that I've seen that put it all together to let the world know. And this knowledge is shocking and it's painful, even though some people have no problem with it whatsoever. Something has happened to us, you see. Capitalism, for some, had become a religion instead of an economic system. It had become a god instead of a tool that was adopted to overthrow the feudal system. It has become a tool that has been weaponized against the poor, against the needy, against anybody with a different idea of the way the world should be. And that is what we are living with right now. We are not even living with capitalism. We are living with what the Buddhists call the three poisons. Poison of anger. Poison of greed. And the poison of delusion. Anger 
to cover the fear that is pumped into us each and every day. As new to media keeps repeating things over and over again, like the idea that Russia is going to invade Ukraine when Russia has said over and over and over and over again that it's not. But every five to ten minutes, the news media keeps pumping in that Russia is going to invade Ukraine. Russia is going to invade Ukraine, telling us there's going to be a major war, a massive war, hyping us out so much, so much that we can't bear it anymore. So much that we adopt an anger stance to cover over the fear or the sadness. We become angry and we want to go along with anything to stop it from happening. Thus comes the poison of anger. Greed. As prices go up, scarcity increases. As people tell us there is a problem with the supply chain. But you see, it's very strange that when they can raise the prices for items, that crisis seems to disappear, doesn't it? There is no crisis with any supply chain. There are just people who want to make more of a profit. And as they see us beat down and in a state of turmoil and pain and suffering, unable to defend themselves. They are so greedy that they want to take advantage of that. And we, in turn, because of the fear, want to grab as much as we can so that we'll be safe, so that when all things fall apart, we'll have enough. So we're like a person who is starving. We try to gorge on all of these things. We pull them in. We try to hold them. We try to store them. We never feel like we have enough because of the greed. That is not necessarily greed for some, but a survival mechanism that has been kicked off because of the treatment we received from those who are greedy and in charge. The delusion is the idea of the world that we have been given, the worldview that we have, and the many different parts of the worldview. Our view of the world says that everything is evil. Everything wants to destroy us. Everything that is not like us needs to be conquered, brought to here. It says that there is scarcity. There's not enough food for everybody, so we almost have to fight for it. We have to prove that we deserve it. We have to live in a hierarchy. But the truth is there is no scarcity in food. All the way back in the 70s, there was an article that said that the United States itself created enough food to feed the world seven times over. There is no scarcity of food. And if there is, it is because... People have begun to grow cash crops to be shipped out of the country to be used to feed people. Starvation has been created. There is no scarcity. The world of scarcity has been invented. But we live in a delusion, believing that this world is scarce and believing that we have to do the hunger game in order to survive. And so our fears and our ideas have been concentrated so much in that belief that we 
have put our energy and time and strength into it. It has taken on a life of its own. We can't control it anymore. But I think we can. We can control it by learning to control ourselves. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to be the master of your own mind, of your own heart, of your own fate? Are you ready to take this journey with me? If you are, just join our website, www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com, and you can find many ways to do that, including signing up for our newsletter and getting a free class on Qigong teaching you how to move your energy, teaching you how to reset your thinking and mental abilities and emotions, teaching you how to deal with stress and strengthen yourself and loosen your body all in a few minutes a day at no cost. Thank you for being with us. And we'll be with you again soon. Namaste, everyone. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. Say what? The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. The Phoenix is rising. It's rising, 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 rising. Hey, hey.